Look, big paper, I increase my wealth, uh Red wine, that's good for my health, uh Wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's, uh Allow me to introduce myself, I said Welcome back to the Falvine Podcast with me, Sarah, and your other co-host, Scotty Scotty Mel, don't forget the Mel How's it going? It is going, Sarah. It is going. I'm happy to be back. Um, I'm happy. To, I'm like really craving some wine right now. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, not that I'm too. like always not craving wine, but <laughs> right now I'm especially craving wine. So I'm excited, and we're so close to baseball. I know. How was your Valentine's Day? Pitchers and catchers reported that. What's Valentine's Day? with pitchers and catchers <laughs> report day? I don't know what you're talking exactly, about. Exactly. That's my one true love, Sarah. We've already discussed this. Come on now. Um, it was great. Um, I watched many videos of guys walking onto the field, kind of like I'm watching this movie Major League, <laughs> um, and I and I just hearing the the metal cleats on on the mm. dirt and mm. hearing the pop of the mitt, the, pop. the crack of the bat. Ooh, um, it's let's ASMR. Go. Let's In, go. Yeah, baseball ASMR for the win. Well, that's good. Um, I'm excited to drink wine as well. Actually, I had help picking out this bottle today. So friend of mine, former pirates employee, Zoe lamb helped pick out this bottle with me today. She's in town visiting. She now works for the Chicago bulls. Shout out Zoe. Shout it's out been a while since Zoe. Zoe. Yeah, she's great. And she's from the great state of Washington. So this is the bottle cab Sob from Washington. Um, it has, the state, the Columbia, it has Columbia Valley map. Underrated one region. Yeah. I think it's on the up and up. Yep. Um, it has like a silver etched map on here, which is so beautiful. I'm a big map guy. So huge map guy too. I wonder if that's like wine regions or is that, I think this is Columbia Valley. Like this is, um, they're big, this winery LK is really into promoting the state of Washington as an exemplary wine state. And that can be like revered around the world. So the back of it, of the label says LK is how it's pronounced, meaning hope for the future is not only the Washington state's motto. It is what Alki wines embodies. This is sumptuous and smoky. This wine erupts with complexities of black currant, cracked spice, and hints of tobacco leaf. It's great to pair with grilled meats, peppery sausage, and aged cheddar. LK exemplifies Washington State's ability to produce exceptional quality with unparalleled value. So they're really like backing their state. Um, I think we'll be the judge of that, though. We will be. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for this cab, Cab Sov. It's actually um, currently the most widely planted red grape in Washington with just over 10,000 acres in production. It wasn't always that way. Um, Different grapes kind of have had their moment in Washington, but now this Cab Sauv is leading the charge. Um, All kinds of varieties grown in Washington. Um, They're saying, you know, Cabernet grown in Washington has been celebrated as having the perfect combination of ripeness of fruit that California Cabernet possesses with the finesse of structure of old world cabinet cabernet like a bordeaux um they're really known as like the new kid on the block and um i would say this is very i'm excited because it's supposed to be a really good wine and i got it for less than 25 dollars um 
we're big cab sauv people because it's typically bold and we love bold reds. This one is going to be super dry, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, it's going to be quite tannic and somewhat acidic. I'm wondering if I'll get, I've heard a lot of like tobacco notes being mentioned when this mm. wine is described. So curious about that as well. Um, but like I said, this vineyard is in Columbia Valley, which is like you mentioned, like on the up and up growing in terms of a region for wine. Um, would love to visit one day and maybe after this episode, this will be my good luck charm for Snell signing with the Mariners. <laughs> bringing that Washington. agency uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, pool. Exactly. Beautiful bottle, the white cream label with that silver etched map. I'm really excited to try this and it was a listener pick. So that's always fun. Wow. Scotty Mo is yawning on this Sorry, recording. Guys. He is tired. I, early today. <laughs> I am excited for my wine though. And um, I love a good listener, um, you know. A viner request. Request, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm Straight excited to taste it. the Columbia Valley vines. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. I don't know if the pop is going to show up. No, it was a baby pop. Baby bottle pop. Baby pop. But as always, we're drinking out of our Roberto Clemente wine glasses, the 21 straight from the Roberto Clemente Museum here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and big pours only. That's all we know, actually. I don't know how to pour a small pour, to be honest with you. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, my. This is a big pour. (laughs) Big pours only, Scotty. I don't even know what a small pour looks like. You'll know it when you see it. (laughs) That is a big pour. You're welcome. Um, Whoa. I'm getting some graphite when I smell it. Definitely like some deep berry fruits. I'm getting plums to okay. be exact. Um, Love that for you. Yeah, some blackberry plum, dark fruit for sure. Dark fruit, definitely. Um, Even the cherry, like it's a waft of cherry. Maybe a vanilla. Mm-hmm. They say it's oaky, vanilla y, chocolatey. I feel like I don't know why I have a feeling that I'm going to have, um, I'm going to experience the oakiness when I take my first sip. Salud. Salud. Oh, this is a cab. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can taste the oak for sure. It's the first thing I tasted. Uh-huh. Um, definitely a nice finish. Um, I think I, I get like uh, the berry notes at the end, but when it, you take that first hit, man, it hits your tongue. That's yeah. just an oak tree. It's an oak tree. Um, I, heard, I was watching um, Stephen Colbert clips and he was – this is random, but basically liken Travis Kelsey to an oak tree. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So that's what this uh, oaky so, wine so reminds me of. Travis Kelsey wine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Um, no, I'm, this is this is a good, this is a cab for sure. I like it so oh, yeah. far. First taste. Mm-hmm. And it's a dark ruby color. Um, alrighty, let's enjoy this. Yeah. Well done in terms of pick, Zoe, and... Well done so far to the great state of Washington. We'll see how this opens up and what we think, um, what we come to later in the episode. But first, new segment alert. New segment alert. Do, do, do. <laughs> um, we wanted to dive more into wine, as much into wine as we do baseball. Let's just say it that way. Um, so we are going to be presenting the person who doesn't bring the bottle will be bringing a current event. 
that was a big thing and when i went to school i don't know if it was for you too. oh yeah clipping out newspaper <laughs> articles and bringing in current events for sure yeah so we're gonna present to you guys this is the first week of this week in wine this week in wine people let's um, go I'm excited about this. It makes us dive into the wine industry and what's going on in the wine world. Um, so uh, I've been diving into the wine enthusiast uh, page and there's all, all kind of other websites out there. But there's one article that I clipped that I wanted to share with you guys for the first episode. And it kind of, it's, it's funny. I didn't know you were bringing this bottle until like a couple hours before you sent me a picture. Yeah. And um, I had this article about a week ago. So it is uh, called the Okanagan wine region is in trouble. Can it survive? The Okanagan wine region is out of British Columbia. It's Mm. northeast of Vancouver Mm. along the mountains. Um, And basically last week, a deep freeze hit Canada's Okanagan Valley. Uh, The temperatures dropped to Arctic numbers, hitting negative 16 degrees Fahrenheit overnight and sitting around negative four degrees for about five days. Um, the valley's vines experience widespread damage, and a majority of wi- wineries have lost both their secondary buds, which usually emerge a- a- after the primary have been killed. Oh, wow. Sad. And also their tertiary buds, which is the backup to the backup. Wow. You're, don't worry, Scotty, though. You're my primary bud. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you're mine, too. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so the hopes for are low for this year's harvest, unfortunately. The frigid temps are the latest in a series of hurdles for this region. Um, they had another cold front hit in December, killing 54% of the crops. Uh, wildfires have also devastated the sections of the valley and deterred tourism as well. Yikes. Um, tourism has already been down due to pandemic slowed visitors who opted for more exotic travel once countries opened up. Mm. That was me. I went to Europe for the first time <laughs> when countries opened up. Yeah. Um, paired with worsening economy and a declining interest from the young drinkers, this has weighed heavily on the region. Um, as of January, 25% of the Valley's wineries are up for sale. Whoa. So Sad. are we buying a winery? I, I, absolutely. I want to fi- try to find a wine, honestly, because I didn't know there were wineries in Canada. Whoa. Okay. There's wineries everywhere. That's kind of silly, but yeah, yeah, there's wineries everywhere. But, there like, are. but I guess I couldn't name a winery in Canada now no, that you mentioned it. Or a prominent wine region. It's because we, the young drinkers, we're the youth of today. We are. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, I can't believe they're not interested. I, I know. I know. Wine is so good. It is so good. Um, just a few other notes here. We have, so the icy temperatures, few, gr- I, I, I don't know if you knew this, but fruit, I didn't know this. Okay. Few gr- grape v- varieties can survive when temperatures drop below negative 15 degrees. That makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. right? Um, so it's crazy that, well, not crazy, but it makes you wonder like, why do people try to develop wineries in Canada? In Canada, yeah. <laughs> so when temperatures drop this much, little can be done to protect the plants, um, the survival really depends on smart um, strategies such as plant planting cold hardy cultivars, okay, uh, clever vineyard management, love it, or setting up wind machines to increase temperatures. Ooh. That's interesting, right? So it's all about the vibes on the vineyard. It's all about the vibes. <laughs> all about the vibes. <laughs> Gotta keep the grapes alive. Um, and a little bit background on the Okanagan Valley. This region entered a renaissance about ten years ago. It's okay. a rather new wine industry okay. or wine region. That's why maybe we haven't heard of it. Yeah. Um, in the 1980s, there were a total of nine wineries. Whoa. And in 2023, 348. Ooh, that's a lot. Holy moly! Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know where British Columbia is, it's directly above Washington. That's why I was saying uh, maybe it's related. that's also why because like the state of Washington is booming and taking all of them. So. Out. 
that's where I'm getting next. Okay, look You're, at you me. Hit it, Sarah. You hit it, Context, please. So, what what are the next steps? We're facing the future here for the Okanagan Wine Valley. Um, they are currently watching other growers in cold climate wine growing areas, such as Ontario. Okay. Opposite side of Canada, yeah. The Finger Lakes, which are up in New York, yep, uh, and Washington State, uh, right below them. That's right, Columbia Valley. If allowed, they some people have uh, asked to if they could bring in grapes from Washington State until the industry gets back on its feet, because there's actually an overstock of grapes and fruit in general. There's a lot of orchards in Washington State, yeah. in the state of Washington. There's Too an overstock, much. yeah, oversupply. Um, Overstock.com. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other others believe that don't um, follow that train of thought, believe that the region needs to solidify their identity with a signature type of wine, sort of like the Napa Valley has done with the Cabernet Sauvignon okay, or the Finger Lakes have done with Riesling. I didn't know Riesling was prominent in the Finger Lakes, so I learned something there too. Nice. We're learning so much today. I know. Look at us. Um, there's currently 48 different varieties or grown in this region so that's okay, a lot that is a lot they're just Maybe shipping they grapes in from all over. down a little bit yeah grape it down a little bit um sorts of growing pains are ex- growing pains are expected in such a young region um there are people that are optimistic that winemakers can learn from the recent setbacks and learn to better prepare for future storms overall the one quote at the very end said france has had 500 years to figure out what varieties to grow in what spots <laughs> so fair that, we are a very young country, so exactly. is Canada. It's a, and it's a, literally a very young wine region. Yeah, very young. So very young. Hopefully, don't give up. Um, I'm going to try to find me a bottle of British Columbian wine. Yeah, I think we should. That's a great idea. Also, some Riesling from the Finger Lakes is very attainable for us. Very attainable. We can definitely find something um, around here, probably. Um, but yeah, um, uh, salute to the Okanagan wine region. And salute to our first this week in wine, Scotty. Absolutely. Salute. Well salute. done. Stay strong, Okanoga. Is that how it's pronounced? Okanagan. Okanagan sounds very like, let me go get my toboggan. <laughs> Okanagan, stay strong. We're with you. Just sorry about the tertiary buds, the secondary buds, and the primary buds. You always, you always have a primary bud right here, Okanagan. Hey, that's right. Scotty <laughs> Moe will be your primary bud. <laughs> that's great. Well, well done. Thanks for sharing this week in wine. We will be drinking our Alke Cabernet Sauvignon from 2018. Ooh, um, actually, aged. yeah, I was looking back at the wines that we've drank over the past two years or so, and um, we haven't had many 2018s. In fact, we've only had two other 2018s. So wow. um, this one is up there for us. And I, so far, I think it's a good year, a good vintage. Um, but we will continue to sip on this throughout the episode. We're going to get into some vineyard vibes and then we'll rate and comp the bottle. I'm excited. Let's get into it, Sarah. Okay. We are back. We are drinking wine. We're learning about wine and now we're ready to talk baseball. But first, as always, names of the week. Names of the week. I'm excited to hear what you got here for us, Sarah. So, um, as promised, it's the month of February. It's Black History Month. We're a big proponent of celebrating Black lives and achievements and accomplishments. Um, And... The Negro Leagues or Black Baseball is in no shortage of epic names. 
Um, I have three here because I did touch on one. I'll go with two and I'm going to save Cool Papa just for the last because he deserves all the accolades because it's dope. Cool Papa Bell. Yeah. Play for the Crawfords. Dopest nickname of all time. Awesome nickname. Um, but I'm going to start with Buddy Burbage. Have you heard of Buddy Burbage? I have not. Buddy is not even his real first name. Um, it's actually nowhere close to his first name. But he's an American. He was born in Maryland. Um, he, His full name is Nolington Ottaway Burbage. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. I bet you a lot of people just call him, hey, bud. Hey, buddy. Yeah, because they're not trying to spell that. Maybe he's not even trying to spell that. He's trying not trying to learn that. Nolington Ottaway. What kind of name is that? But buddy it is. He has a career 2.7 war. Um, He played from 1929 to 1943. Um, The reason I came across his name, because I was looking at all different sorts of teams, but um, he had a great year with the Pittsburgh Crawfords, um, which, yeah, yeah, we got to represent Pittsburgh, which was in the Negro National League, I believe. And, um, yeah, that was his best year, honestly, was with them. Um, and he had a slash line of 270, 287, and 397. But, honestly, what an epic name. I mean, Buddy Burbage is good, just, like, in general. But Nolington Ottaway? <laughs> I just am, like, in awe of that name. Uh, but, yeah, he was in – that was 1937, Negro National League 2. So that's our first name of the week. Big Buddy Burbage guy. Big Buddy Burbage. He played for all sorts of teams, though. He ended his career in Philly, which the Philadelphia Stars, which you probably love because you're randomly a Philly guy as a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, more often than not, it's quite surprising. It's quite surprising. Um, Okay, and then my second name of the week, this person... um, is actually buried here and went to Allegheny High School. Um, I don't hope I'm, that doesn't exist anymore. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correctly. Udi Napier. His full name is Utham. E U T H U M N. That's his first name. Okay. Utham Napier, like N A P I E R. Okay. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Utham. Is his probably name. grew up downtown. Um, he probably did. He is from Georgia, but um, he spent a good amount of time in Pittsburgh. He is a, was a catcher. Um, he bat. He batted left, which I love. A career WAR of one point seven. Um, he didn't play too long, um, but had a career from nineteen thirty nine to nineteen forty eight, with obviously some years off in between, but all with the Homestead Grace. Love here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, of Homestead, Pennsylvania, which is just on the road from here. Love, so I just love wanted to highlight Homestead. some local Pittsburgh guys, um, oh, either yeah. Homestead or the Pittsburgh Crawfords. Um, yeah, Buddy Barrage, though, Nolington, Ottawa. It's just a name I'll never forget. And Utham. Utham and Buddy, forever Yinzers. I mean, come on. Buddy Burbage. Udi Napier. Udi. Udi. 
You oh, thought? Y- Yenzer's had fun saying that oh name, for sure. Oh my gosh, it's just kind of redonkulous. Hey, um, but he was an outfielder, by the way. I just wanted to note that. Hmm. So shout out to um, the Burbages of the world, the Youthams of the world, the Nolingtons and the Ottaways of the world. You guys have great names. And happy Black History Month, Scotty. Hell yeah. Happy Black History Month. Um, alrighty. Let's um let's get in some vibes, some vibes. Yeah. What, what's going down around the vineyard? Around so much, the honestly. vineyard, there's been so much. I keep seeing the word rendering, so I'm gonna say renderings a lot. There's been a lot of renderings <laughs> for new ballparks. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm excited to uh, future guest to ask about this, but renderings for the White Sox new ballpark in the South mm. Loop of Chicago. It's pretty cool. I don't really know much about the South Loop. I just know I've been to the current White Sox Stadium. It's not in the best area. It's not. I've only been to the outside. I've actually never been. That's one of. I've been to um, most like big city ballparks, but I haven't been to the White Sox one. So Hmm. interested. Maybe I'll have to go there before they move. I did. No, I'll have to go there. Oh, I thought you said you. Okay. I'm like, I just said I I did. No, you've been there. uh, But not cool. the best area. And no, it's you, not. What about the stadium about itself, the stadium? though? It's like it's fine. Okay. Like it's not bad, but like it's also like there's nothing like unique nothing about right it. It's just kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. I felt that way about Cincinnati too. Yeah, I've never been there. I mean, I'm sure oh. it's different on opening day there, though. Oh my god, I would be in different different atmosphere yeah. there. Um, renderings <laughs> for the Royals' new Paul Park, which looks really cool. I want to get the coffin before because I've heard coffin is really yeah. cool. But um, renderings for the Royals' new ballpark in the Crossroads District of downtown Downtown. The current ballpark is right next to the Chiefs Stadium, and it's not, like, right downtown. But this one would be, and I guess it's, like, the real, like, hippie, like, cool part of town. Yeah, so the renderings look amazing. Um, It'd be cool to see. Um, Also, leaders behind Salt Lake City's bid for an MLB team unveiled renderings of the past. I'm going to sip my wine every time you say renderings. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, drinking game. Sip your wine. (laughs) You're going to get real drunk. Um, Of the power district, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. with a new MLB ballpark and could begin uh, construction at the end of this year. I don't see baseball in Salt Lake City. There's like so many cities I want to see baseball in before Salt Lake City. We've already seen it in Colorado. Don't know if it'll work. Build a dome. Mm. This re- the renderings didn't show a dome. <laughs> so, um, but uh, interesting that they're already like saying like, all right, we're just gonna build a ballpark. Well, let's just do it. Um, yeah. Have you seen funny. any renderings of Tropicana Field? Or no, but I want to. Or the new Ray Stadium. They deserve a stadium way more than Salt Lake City does. Speaking of. Uh, ballparks are you kept keeping up with all the oakland a stuff a little bit i mean like the mayor basically we, talked about this in the last episode. we did yeah so we left off there and now like they're like well way behind in terms of like is? the a's are the las vegas everyone like just getting like putting it all together and coming to an mm-hmm. agreement because like they like i think andrew mentioned that or i heard in the interview with the mayor that they offered him this plot of land which i think yeah, andrew mentioned too which was like 100 yeah. acres yeah. and it's like in a great spot of town but they want this really small area around where the tropicana hotel is and um yeah they now the a's are going back and trying to ne- renegotiate a extension of their lease that ends this year because they're basically gonna be homeless for three years horrible for yeah the and the horrible. front office like get- so many things yeah. dang um but then uh, i don't know if you saw this but we're very familiar and you used to work there actually 
uh, the ballpark of the Palm Beach. I did used to work there, and yes, I did see this. Travis Scott. Where were you when I was there, bud? What the hell? Secured naming rights of the Nats and Astros Spring Training Park in West Palm Beach, the Cacti Park of the Palm Beaches. I don't know. His brand name is Cacti. Oh, okay. I saw that too, and I was like, like, how does this have anything to do with Travis Scott? He is from Houston. Oh, that's why. I was like, Astro World. I need the Astro World connection. That makes sense. Okay. I didn't get the Cacti thing, though. Interesting. I mean, it's ballpark of the Palm Beach is beautiful. It is. Um, Too bad they don't have more like women's restrooms in their office facilities. I just don't think they like thought women were going to work there when they built it. Yeah. Um, That's my one gripe, and forever gripe will be that because. I don't like that. That's not good. It wasn't good. Should be equal amount. I agree. I mean, especially because the players have whole clubhouses to, and so coaches can yeah. go in there and pee and stuff absolutely anyways i digress it's it's the wine <laughs> it's the wine um cory kluber retired two-time oh, Cy young winner him. that makes me happy and actually um he is apparently um ta- has been talking with the yankees about an advisory hmm, role when i think cory kluber i think cleveland For me too i don't think about <laughs> yankees at all um so that's interesting yeah. um Next, we have Kevin Cash and Eric Neander are going to receive long-term extensions. I didn't see the details on those extensions, but it looks like they're going to be there for a while, which is good for Tampa. Really good for Tampa. They're good yeah, hands. Cash is amazing. So is Neander. Love that. Dream team. Uh, Rob Manfred's current five-year term will be his last. His term ends in 2029. He said that today. And for the first time in my life, I have agreed with Rob Manfred <laughs> because he was noted saying, well, I agree that he should leave, but sooner rather yeah. than later. And um, he was also uh, noted saying that he wants a free agency signing period. It's kind of like the NBA does. Like this MLB offseason is way too drawn out. Mm. So this would mean like a deadline Everything in December. Everything about baseball drawn out if you didn't know. I know, <laughs> I know. But why, why are why are we on pitchers and catchers report day and like Bellinger, Montgomery, yes. Matt Chapman yes. don't have a home? Like it's nuts. Matt Chapman not having a home is bananas. He's so bananas. good. All three of them, like it's nuts. And and I Belly was an MVP. I don't know, I think, like how does he not have a jersey? This is crazy. I just think that would. I, I I'm a big fan of that idea because I think it's hard for fans to really get into the MLB offseason because it's so drawn True. out and um. Kind of like NBA, it's like July 1st hits and like Woj is tweeting all the signings in like a matter of like yeah. five minutes. Like, uh, I don't know. I think it'd be more exciting if it was in a more uh, condensed time well, period. Is he recommending is he a time period? He's December okay. deadline, okay. some point in December. So, so can be happy still be like Christmas two months. And like, no yeah, exactly. Going. Guys should know mm-hmm. they're going by then. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's like, it's yes, funny. there should also be like a contract signing period for the front office as well, or like have a deadline for that because I know people who have like gotten contracts like on December 29th for the next year. It's like, you should know by December 1st, if you're going to have a job. Oh my God. Yeah. Or not. Um, so, and I don't know if that's an MLB thing or a team to team thing, but um, that should probably also be put in place. So my question to you is, 2029, 2029, yes, it's kind of far yes, away, but let's look into the future. future. Do you think Do you we think will get we'll a female get commissioner? I would I love know. that. I, I would absolutely love that. Kim, Kim yeah. A. Do you think that'll actually think happen, that'll happen, though? Happen. Okay. No. I'm just like yeah, being realistic. I appreciate that. I want it to yeah. happen, but like, I, do you know who I think it's going to be? I'd, I'd be putting money okay. on it right now. Okay. Theo Yeah. Just, he's been working at MLB front office. Seems like he's like being groomed almost. And he like, he took like a, 
uh, advisory role with the Red Sox. So he's like, and you know, it's one Red of those Sox, real special. It's Fenway Sports Group. Oh, it is it Fenway Sports Group? Oh, maybe it is. I'm already <laughs> I reported. Um, but still, like, he, I, I feel mm, like he's definitely yeah. going to be. I could see that too, but I would love Kimming. Me too. I mean, I just want her um, to lead me anywhere. <laughs> speaking of first, though, I got yeah. good news to uh, report. NBC Sports California announced that Jenny Kavnar, mm-hmm. am I, I pronouncing so. that correctly? Um, will be primary play-by-play announcer for the A's this season. She is the first female pl- primary play-by-play voice in MLB Ooh, history. Got chills. Wow. Cheers to you, That was pretty cool. Jenny. Cheers to Jenny. We love you, Jenny. Yeah. Come on the show. That's awesome. I am going to be listening to mm-hmm. A's games mm-hmm. just for her. Honestly, it's pretty Honestly, dope. It's I can't believe it took this long. Seriously, I that that's, I couldn't believe that when I read that. I was like, really? There hasn't like, been any? Melanie Newman could totally do play by play. Or even Jessica, Easily. what's her name? Mendoza? Mendoza, I don't yeah. know. I'm just, good for you, Jenny. Like, probably worked her fucking behind off to get this. Actually know that. So, yeah, we'd love to have you on. We're always trying to hype up women and girls in sports, especially baseball. But really proud to see another glass ceiling just break and fall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Sarah, I don't know if you saw this, but MLB placed Billy Epler on an ineligible list through the end of 2024 mm-hmm. season for violating IL rules with the Mets. Now, I, this is the reason I, w- I want to discuss this a little bit because I feel like he is getting punished for something that every team does. Yeah, but he yeah. got the Phantom caught. IL is a that's I know, but team, but here's the thing: I'm sure, like, other people Phantom, were cheating before the Astros. I don't even know if it's like. Well, it, I don't know if I'd go as far as calling it cheating. Like no, the Phantom saying, IL is better. Like, other oh, people sure, were sure, doing sure. it. He just got sure. caught, just like the Astros were cheating. But other, pe- I'm sure other teams were cheating, and they, they just got caught. That's all I'm saying. Apparently, an anonymous letter ousted, um, outed Epler, and it could be like a rival exec, maybe. But um, so he can't work in baseball for the next year. Um, Ooh, I wonder. My- I have an idea of who that might be. I'm wondering if it's someone who previously worked at MLB, who worked for the Mets, and saw that they were like, oh. Just saying, just throwing that out there. Possibly. Um, I mean, here's the thing. You say that he got caught, yes. But my argument yeah. against that is um, I've seen so many clips of guys like saying to the media in interviews, Phantom IL, the word Phantom IL, Phantom yeah. IL. Like it is a thing that everyone yeah. knows about. So, so they're just cracking. He's just the poster boy. It feels it. like they're trying to crack yeah. down on it. Yeah, they don't want that. Yeah. So if that's the case, I also, mean, I, if you I guess want I less get... people on the injured list, make the season shorter. Uh, I don't want to do it longer. <laughs> well, you're definitely the minority on that one. Um, all right. Nine teams will get City Connect uniforms this yes. year, Sarah. Yes. It looks like Oakland and New York will not wear them. I don't know if that New means York. ever. Yeah. Yankees. Um, and Dodgers and Twins get their second. Okay. So, whoa. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Okay. Back it up. Can the Pirates get yeah, seriously. <laughs> so many teams need redos. But – the A's the and A's Yankees are having them made for the fans, just not the players. Is that what I'm hearing? No, they're not having any made at all. Like, they, they will not get Ever. City Connects. That's how I read it. I could be Interesting. wrong. Interesting. I can see um, why, like, the Yankees are just so traditional. I know. They'll never. Like, they're they're wearing their old, like, basically took the gray jerseys and they're taking the white outline from out of the uh, lettering yeah. in the front. Yeah. So they're going to be, like, the 1940s jerseys, which is sick. sick. But... Going down another rabbit hole, Sarah, these MLB jerseys this year, this deal that they struck with Nike Fanatics, someone, I, I want, to, I want yeah. to buy it. They are awful. They're bad. They look like jerseys I would order from China. Yeah, from Toomey yeah. or whatever the... Actually, 
DHgate. That- I've gotten better jerseys from DHgate than what those look like. I saw a side by side and I posted yeah, on Twitter I saw that. It was great. of the Mariners. I'm yeah. like. That looks cartoonish. There's it no way. It looks like way. a BP jersey. It looks like it's a jersey, is what it is. But the letters are so much more. It 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 looks like a yeah, fake jersey. jersey, a shirt jersey, a fake jersey, a furzy. I hope they ride. I like, apparently so many players are pissed. really because I saw the clip of Jason Hayward. Was it? Um, is, yeah. Was it Jason Hayward? Being like, ooh, I like this material. It feels so. Oh, well, that's the first. Of, Miles Nicholas was. Yeah, the, the Dodgers the posted it, and we we're like, oh. oh, he approves. Was it him? I think so. And yeah. it was like whoever is doing his PR needs to be fired because every yeah. jersey. Literally, that's the only first time I've yeah. heard anything positive. On Twitter, I'm surprised you didn't. And he's oh, like, man. oh yeah, this is this is a really good material. It seems like I can breathe a lot. And like, okay, well, how about we make the material with the. Uh, to me the lettering is like awful yeah, like that needs like, a change something really cool for the fans like the lettering that is like pops off or i don't know something like that i'll, I'll send it to you I'll if i find it yeah please do um in, in the meantime i want to list the nine teams that are getting city connect jerseys okay. cleveland i'm excited uh, about that one me too detroit about that one dodgers twins i don't know seconds. why they get another chance at this and they, they don't need it they have some of the best they don't, they don't. Um, here's my guess. I think the Dodgers' first ones were all blue, and they said Los Dodgers. I feel like they're going to try to lean into their Asian sure. community. What about the so, twins, though? Twi- well, I don't I know. I like their twins. They're twins, they twins. get two sets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. I feel like the Mets could be really good, or they could be really bad. I mean, not I feel just the same. as a <laughs> Yeah. I feel the same about the Phillies. Yep. Um, Cardinals, Rays, and Blue Jays. I think Blue Jays are going to be sick. I don't know why. I think yeah, they're they going to like. Yeah, institute the the maple mm. leaf and like i hope so i've so. had high hopes had and they've just been really yeah. disappointing because most of the jerseys are trash yeah so we'll <laughs> see i think i don't know what the first one is i think it might be cleveland but we'll I'm, see i'm optimistic cautiously optimistic um you know so last bit of news before we get into free agency and and Scott, um tea. some teas um College baseball starts tomorrow. I just want are to you so that. excited? I'm so excited. There's games on all oh day Oh my gosh, tomorrow. are you working? Um, quote unquote <laughs> working. I'm going to be watching baseball all day. Um, Rintaro, and then also Rintaro Sasaki, who's the number one high school prospect in Japan, is the first high school prospect in Japan to commit to a U.S. college. He's committed to Stanford. 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 Must be mm-hmm. wicked smart then. Must be wicked smart. Um, so... There is that, and um, you know, so have fun watching college baseball tomorrow. That is going to be fun All if you're long. into that type of thing, or All you know, for, for the, the rest, rest of the spring. For the rest of the spring, exactly. Um, let's get into some free agency news. So tea or news? News. Free agency okay. signings, and then we'll get into okay. tea. There's only a couple signings, a couple pirate signings. We got uh, Yasmani Grandal, uh, catcher, and left-handed pitcher what Josh Fleming. You're right. One year, two point five million for Grindall, um, and then Josh Fleming signs for one year from the Braves. That's um, shout out Mama Stein. That's actually one of my last names is Fleming, so I feel a kindred spirit towards him. I do because he's a D three baseball player. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, the Padres brought back Jerks and Profar for one year, and a couple minors deals on the uh, docket here. The Giants signed uh, Amir Garrett to a minors deal. And the Nationals signed Jesse Winker to a minors deal. It feels like just yesterday he was, was an all-star. I was going to say, I almost forgot about Jesse Winker, but you just remembered him as an all-star. So we're on different pages. 
Oh, actually, one more minor deal. Mike Moustak is today to the White Sox. Okay. Okay. Um, lastly, Jorge Soler signed to the Giants for three years, $42 million. Could he be the first Giant to hit 30 bombs since Barry Bonds? Can you believe it's been that long? I mean. 30 home runs in a year? I think a Pirate has done that since then, for sure. Who? McCutcheon? Did Sawinski hit 30 last year? Or the year before? I don't no. know. I don't know. Um, but it's definitely happened. I I I, I, I bet it was McCutcheon, if anyone. Probably McCutcheon. I, McCutcheon definitely hit thirty at some point. But um, I'm just quickly looking this. Yeah, I up. think we need to find out. I'm looking up. He had twenty six last year, Sawinski. Okay. Um, Kutch hit thirty one in twenty twelve. Okay. Well, there I, there might have there's definitely been one since then. I think. That you don't but, know for sure. I don't know. <laughs> But like thirty home runs, like every team has. I feel like has one, not necessarily, but like that's a long time. Barry Bonds hasn't been here in the league since like two twenty seven. Yeah, so, yeah, there so has been a pirate who's done it since then, and it was Andrew yeah. McCutcheon. All righty, um, let's get into some tea Scott real quick. T. Scott T. Um, I gotta vent a little bit about my pirates, about our yeah. pirates, are you... Pittsburgh. Local okay, thing. tell me what's going on. How are you feeling? They signed Aroldis Chapman. They're now interested in Domingo Herman, like have real interest in him. But they apparently said no to Trevor Bauer. And listen, I won't say no to all of them, but I, what is their logic? What? Because if we're lining him up, putting the stuff is aside, he's a better Bauer pitcher. Hasn't pitched in the majors in a year or two. I like- guess. I guess, but he's also offering to take the league minimum, and I'm not advocating for them to sign him at all. But if you line the two pitchers up next to each other, Trevor Bauer's definitely had a better career, no doubt. Um, but why are they like, I, what, what is their logic? I don't really get it, I guess. I don't get it either. So, that just makes me actually really upset. Yeah. Domingo Herman, like, come on what are guys. We doing? There's so many like players that you can trade for. And that gets me to that. And my, my next point, they're apparently emerge, uh, engaging in trade talks with Miami. And I, I've said this multiple times, Seattle, Miami are good trade fits for them because they have young pitchers. They need position players. So they're apparently very interested in Edward Cabrera, and there's been like intensified talks recently. They want to get something done before Monday for before their first full full squad um, mm-hmm. scrimmage workout. Or, or workout. So like, I'm I'm like crossing my fingers that they get Edward Cabrera, Braxton Garrett, someone from Miami in the next two days. Okay, days. okay, that gives me hope. Just like Miami being more active, which I like. Well, the rumored package could, was something like Nick Gonzalez, G1 Bay, and like a minor leaguer. And I'm like, do I like it that. now. It's really I ironic it that like they're getting rid of G1 Bay, who is accused of some domestic violence, just to pick up two more people who are accused of domestic exactly, violence. Exactly, exactly. So um, <sighs> I think that would be a beneficial trade. Cabrera has four years in control. It could be a steal. Um, I hope they do that instead of signing. Either one um, of those guys, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I already talked about Yankees with Kluber and on, a, on an mm-hmm. advisory role. Um, Marcus Stroman is currently lined up to pitch in the Yankees home opener against Toronto Ooh, on April 5th. Fun. I'm sad that I'm going to be at PNC Park all day yeah, so sad watching the it. Orioles. Home opener. <laughs> no, if you had to pick um, the 2024 Orioles versus the 2024 Blue Jays, who would you pick? Okay. Orioles. What about twenty twenty four Orioles versus twenty twenty four Mariners? What about twenty twenty four Orioles versus twenty twenty four Yankees? Oh, I was hoping to not ask it. Um, oh mm. man, 
I can't do this. Okay, I'm going to go yeah. Yankees. You had to. You had to. I had to. But also, you love the Orioles. <laughs> I really do. Like, I do. Um, Liam Hendricks has multiple offers and plans to decide by, it says Thursday, so I don't know if he's signed or not yet or yeah. tomorrow, but hopefully he does. Um, big Liam Hendricks fan. Um, Hassan Kim from the Padres is generating strong trade interest, could be traded from the Padres. That I found yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, had a good year last year. And Miggy Rowe, this is not really tea, it's just something I wanted to mention in the episode. I didn't know where to put it. He welcomed Yoshinobu Yamamoto to the Dodgers with a bottle of wine, the gift that keeps on giving. Come on the pod, Thank you, Miggy talk about Rowe. the gift of wine. Miggy Rowe, yes. Please. please. Um, and then lastly, uh, some uh, sad news. I, I'm throwing this in T2. Uh, the Orioles uh, right-hand pitcher, Kyle yeah. Bradish. He, I think he would, I don't think he's from New Mexico. He went to New Mexico State. Uh, fourth in Cy Young yeah. voting last year. He had one of the best year. years in the second half of the season. Um, is starting the season on the IL with a strained UCL. I hope that doesn't lead to Tommy John. They've already lost Felix Bautista. Mm. Um, so that would be a big hurt for the Orioles. But um, they got Corbin Burns. Yeah. They, so they got Corbin it doesn't Burns. Matter. Fine. And Grace <laughs> yeah. Rodriguez, all these guys. Gunner. So. Mm. Um. Yeah, you know they'll probably sign yeah. someone else too, or trade for someone. So back. yeah, but it's sad for sure. Uh, that is my vibes and tea Love for it. the week. Well done, Scotty. Scotty Thank Mo, you. can't forget the Mo. Uh, Mo wine, por favor. Um, actually, yeah, more wine, please, just a little bit. <laughs> yes. And we will come back with a rating and comp. Stick around. Hmm. What do you think of the wine? Yeah, I really like it's it. Good. Yeah, it's good. I like it as well. I like it as well. Um, I would um, say, I would say it, it's not as bold as I thought it was going to be. Okay. It's definitely, it's definitely as dry and as, as dry acidic and, as and tannic as I thought it was going to be. Okay. Um, those are my initial thoughts. Are my what, initial do thoughts? what do you got? <laughs> I think it's like a classic cap. I don't yeah, know. I went. I would. I think it's it's decently bold. It's heavy bodied. You know, it's we're full bodied. I yeah, guess you could call okay. it. Um, okay. You know, it's definitely a, a western. Um, yeah. Cab. Yeah. I guess you could say a west, a west coast cab. Um, I think it's. I think it, it has a nice balance of boldness and and um, fruit mm, forward. I would agree. I would agree. So I I think I'm going to be giving this wine a pretty high grade. Okay. Okay. Care to expound, to upon, you that? expound upon that? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I am going to give this a 65. Okay. That's what I had in my, head too. my head, too. And I have a wow. comp, too. No, unless you want go me to for um, I am going to go with a resident of the state of Washington who I think is going to be a perennial yeah. all-star. It was last year's NL Rookie of the Year, Ooh, Corbin Carroll. Your boy coming in hot. It only took five episodes took into five season episodes. three for you to comp a wine to him, but we got there. And for you to talk about him, honestly, Corbin. it's been a hot I love minute. Corbin so much. He had some sick custom some cleats. Sick. Did you see that Did on Twitter with the snake? Oh, with the snakes sick. around him? That was, yeah. Those were so sick. Yeah. yeah. Those were no awesome. Doubt. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm also going to comp this wine to a resident of the great state of Washington, Blake Snell. Snellzilla. I know. Uh, I, was, I was thinking of residents of Washington. I was like, you know what? You've mentioned Snell when you open the Thank bottle. Thank you. I appreciate you. it. You're so kind. What a gentleman. 
well, yeah, you heard it here first, folks. This uh, Al K. Cab Sav 2018 from Washington is the Corbin Carroll of wine. It's the Blake Snell of wine. We love it. Get a bottle. Drink with us. Let us know what you think if you agree. Is it the Blake Snell of wine or is it not? Let us know. Um, All right. Another great episode in the book, Scotty. Another one in the book, Sarah. We did it. Um, We're going to come to you next week starting our divisional yeah. previews i'm so excited it's the time of year it's so it's, it's gonna baseball be so good here. we have um, special guests coming up special and we're actually going to start with the al central so yes get your picks ready who you think is going to win the division your picks to click get them join us we'll be back next week salud all righty to that salud clink clink Intro music by Jordan Montgomery and Driving Well Black Records. Uh, look, big paper, I increase my wealth. Uh, red wine, that's good for my health. Uh, wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. I said, big paper, I increase my wealth. Huh. Red wine, that's good for my health. Uh, wrestle with demons, I ain't take no L's. Huh? Allow me to introduce myself. Oh, thank you.